Hello and welcome to Faking Wits, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good fiends and we talk about a book that we have bled. My name's Chinsy and what's the deal with Halloween? existential horror there at the end um who's joining me today on this very special halloween spooktacular oh hello uh, my name is Haran x and uh my literary output is restricted to books about patrick swayze romancing demi moore in front of a pottery wheel you could say i'm a ghost writer oh very nice very nice that's that's good yeah and i also wrote ghost in the shell mm-hmm. and the Gorman Ghost Trilogy. Oh, that's great. I, I, I don't know why you were so worried you had nothing funny to say before <laughs> the start of the show. Uh, right? yeah, oh, no, it's right. Yeah. That's good, that's good. Who else is joining <laughs> me at the table? Falada, ski stadiba, dorni. So, what is... Okay. <laughs> Not sure if this person has suffered a stroke <laughs> or... Skibapa, skida, huabat, dorni. I think you should have to go around turn. Okay, all right. So this is a situation in the at the table, and you all have to deal with it along with me. Um, we have no idea what this person is saying. Sounds like a, sounds like a racist scatman, John. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it so, so, sounds like a hate crime against a racist not been invented yet. Zubapada. <laughs> well, I think Scatman John's whole back catalogue should be reassessed. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I don't know how to, it, I don't know how to refer to you, uh, person at the end of the table. What's your name? <laughs> so let's call this person Skibap. Skibap. Are we happy with that, everybody? Yeah. yeah agreed, Skibap. agreed. Skibap, welcome to the show, Skibap. Skibap, welcome to the show. This may be problematic <laughs> since we, we need you to talk about books. But, um, well, you know what? We'll get to, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Who else is joining me at the table today? Uh, hello, I'm Ian Lane. Um, the last book I read was one about how uh, we're all dead because uh, we all work in offices. And uh, the solution proposed at the end of the book was that we all have to become little girls instead. What's the name of that book? I can't remember. Uh, so I've been uh, li- living dead, walking dead, dead, dead man working. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Oh, okay. Dead man working. Whoa. So immediately we figured out the demographic of the uh, book from the title. Um, hence probably the rather abrupt left turn in the narrative at the end of the book. What, um, what inspired you to pick up that book, Ian? It was um, short. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and I went to a, um, I went to a, a meet at uh, Weatherspoons for a uh, online Chris Morris fan site, oh, okay. um, which includes one guy who always raids the uh, pound shops and charity shops before he comes to and uh, the the meets and gives everyone presents. Oh, wow. um, sometimes it's uh, old comedy memorabilia like uh, I don't know Les Dawson's molars or something. Um, 
And other times he just goes to a bookshop and gets a really half-baked academic text like that one. Wow. I, I, I really um, love this age of sort of like strange... Um, uh, forced fabricated friendships that we have yeah. on the internet. Like, yeah, you, just like, you put ideas in a pile and just say, hey, well, I'll deal with this. Um, so, I mean, that's that's the form that he's taken. Mine is actually getting people to appear on this podcast, actually. As a means to not let them leave, effectively, and not get away from me. Well, I, I saw the four locks on the door, and, mm. and so far I've, I've dealt with one of them. That's 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 fine. Um, My good luck with the other three. Licked it. <laughs> good good luck with the other three. Good luck with the other three. They do not taste as good as the first one. Okay. Um, but um, thank you very much for joining me on today's show. This is a very special episode. We'll be doing because it's very close to uh, one of my favourite uh, holidays of the year, which is Halloween. Um, and for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to be getting a little bit, a little bit spooky. Uh, exactly, exactly. We're going to be putting the boo in books and the ha ah! in literature. <laughs> um, so, and what better way to do that than discussing one of my favorite ghost story writers of all time? I'm talking about M.R. James. And let's, let, let's get this out of the way. I know there are going to be some wags here at the table who are going to be referring to him as Mr. James. Okay. Ah, 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 ah. See, oh, wow, that's interesting. One of the, uh, a green little icon appeared above Skibabado's head. Uh, and yeah, he's looking at me really, really nicely now. Really nicely. Shibabade. Oh, I like you too. I'm assuming that's what it means. Um, so his name's M.R. James, and that stands for Montague Rhodes James. Uh, he was a medievalist at Cambridge University. And even though he's famous for a few of his medieval academic texts, I think we all agree that he's much more famous for his ghost stories. And there's a reason why we won't be focusing on a particular story. Um, I propose that we will be focusing on uh, M.R. James's work as a whole in order that we can take from him the lessons of how to write a good ghost story uh, with a mind to writing the scariest ghost story that's ever existed. Da, da, da. Do you think we can do that today? Yeah. How, 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 uh, how, how scary are you feeling today? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty scary. I mean, I'm just worried that a third of the kind of clientele you have here might not actually be able to speak or write English. <laughs> so I'll, I'll try think... my best. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Ian, but like... <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know if language is necessarily a barrier to getting, um, to frightening people, you know? Like, yeah. uh, well, no, because well, you can't say if you can't if you can't say boo, then how do you scare somebody? Skaba. Yeah, but that's still a form of language, right? You can't just. I mean, I mean, do you think that language? Well, you could go like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. That was really <laughs> scary. I brought a sampler with me. To wow. Okay. Oh, and uh, this is the sound of the tube, actually. But but uh, it's uh, it's quite out of context <laughs> it feels like someone's scraping your brain it, this is pretty oh, terrifying it's pretty terrifying and that's like a that's a direct line to the scare center of the brain right there that support, that completely bypasses language yeah it does that's true actually. I mean like wow okay mm. that is, uh, we might have to use that like a, 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 a yeah use, use use it away you know it's, it's on the, the C4 range at the moment which is also a plastic explosive but you can move <laughs> it up and down using these little buttons 
I mean, the, the higher it gets, the more percussive it gets, and the lower it gets, there's not enough bass to deal with it. So keep it around C3 and C4 and you're fine. I always think to myself that, like, um, the, the, the higher something is, the less scary it is, but, like, in this case... Where's it's quicker. So that's, that's like, sounds like a gunshot. Yeah. That just sounds like somebody's pushed somebody. Something sounds up. like a, yeah, a bit of furniture or, yeah. or one of my farts. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend tells me that those sounds are quite interchangeable. <laughs> so, I, you're, I mean, at least terrifying. You can let it all out when you're moving, basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, I mean, are, are they as equally as terrifying? Have you ever sort of dabbled in any foley work, Ian? Uh, foley work? Yeah, foley work. That's the uh, technical term for um, what this is. No, no normally in... Um, uh, at podcasts, I, I tend to be the sort of person who causes sound problems rather than make sound actually fit into the right place. So um, there are some that would argue this entire show is just one big sound problem. Um, but that's <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, well, let's, let, I want to I talk to you about Mr. James today. Sorry, and I'll talk into the microphone. What was his name again? Montague Road. Montague Rhodes James. Rhodes. It's usually yeah. the road that's named after the person rather than the other way around, isn't Apparently it? Apparently. This time, um, yeah, well, no, it's R-H-O-D-E-S. Uh, I think he's, he was in... He seems to got his surname and his Christian name mixed up, right? Be, who's called Monty? <laughs> <What's> <laughs> <the> <laughs> <idiot? laughs> yeah. Why are you reading this guy's book? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you might be onto something. Uh, um, <laughs> Cancel uh, the podcast. <laughs> 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 that, wasn't, that wasn't exactly the point I was making, the previous point uh, Harry made it does sound like um, the old Mr. James his name does sound like it's been written backwards mm. his name should C Major M well yeah well I was thinking more James Rhodes Montague sounds mm. more like a traditional name mm. than, like, uh, 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 than what he ended up with um, but Let's talk about... Ended like, up with. So there was a, a process through which they went to figure this out. Yeah, his and parents. That's what they settled on. His parents, obviously. Like, uh, his parents... Um, uh, if I could look it up on his Wikipedia page, he was the son of Herbert James, an evangelical Anglican clergyman, and his mother was Mary Emily James. Oh, I know her. Yeah? Well, that's a very, very common name, Mary Emily James. Yeah. Like a... Saw her at the bus stop once. I'm not sure if they're the same person. Well, she wasn't getting person. on a bus. I don't know why she was there. <laughs> I I would say that um, Mr. James is a British institution because of his uh, his ghost stories. Um, they tend to have he's credited with inventing the antiquarian uh, ghost story. Um, what is, does that is mean? That full of dead fish. No, 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 no. That is um, that's pescatarian. That's oh, pescatarian. Okay. The pescatarian ghost story is something else entirely. The antiquarian ghost story. I mean, what what, what do you think that means? An antiquarian ghost story before Aquarian. That's, <laughs> that's the Latin, isn't it? That is. That's yeah. technically. I think you're thinking of anti penquarian. <laughs> Isn't it ante? It's just spelled A N T I, antiquarian, though, yeah. not antiquarian. 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 Well, okay, that's, that's something else as well. I think she was at the bus stop as well. There's a lot of people at this bus stop of yours, Ian. Uh, a lot of people use buses, Chin. I don't know how you travel. I yeah. never, I've never used a bus in my life. Never. All comedians have got off the bus yeah. go to his bus well, that's, stop, basically. How else do you finish a joke? That's why I might just set up, do the setup and then just kind of like, here you are, deal with this. Like one of those books. <laughs> Well, that, and that's that's possibly why my comedy career has started to stall a bit. I've never been in the bus. I've never actually understood. <laughs> never had a teacher. Yeah, ne- no, never, never had a teacher. Never uh, been twenty eight years old. Yeah, ne- never had an identity. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yet you've exactly. got a joke about Rosa Parks. 
I do Being at the back of a bus. Yeah, you never sat on a bus yourself. Yeah, but I only found out about Rosa Parks and buses from context clues. She didn't get off the bus. She did get off the bus. That was the whole point. The whole point. Okay. <laughs> she she was a, a subversive um a subversive off the bus jokes but we're getting off the topic here I want to talk about, you don't know what antiquarian means no but I mean it sounds like it was the premise this was a setup for you to kind of show the the listeners your your knowledge I, I like the sound of it I just like the idea of going to sort of like a sea life center and all the fishes are swimming backwards that's well yes okay like but well, then again a lot of fishes swim backwards hang on that's not exciting <laughs> so like you think an antiquarian is a uh, a, 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 a rest home for old fishes I would film those fishes and then reverse the footage okay alright yeah alright and um, what would that achieve um I'd check if I got the right experience or not maybe <laughs> I'd be better off with a normal aquarium maybe maybe but these are not these are not what we're talking about an okay. anti- an antiquarian is somebody who obviously uh, loves antiques and delves and looks into antique shops. And the idea of the antiquarian ghost story is essentially most M.R. James ghost stories revolve around some dude who's found an old artifact of some sort and there is a curse or a ghost that haunts the artifact. Um, let me um, show you, um, just uh, read out some of the classic elements of a Jamesian ghost story. One, a characterful setting in an English village, seaside town, or country estates, an ancient town in France, Denmark, or Sweden, or a venerable alley, a venerable abbey, or university. Two, a nondescript and rather naive gentleman scholar as protagonist, often of a reserved nature. Three, the discovery of an old book or other antiquarian object that somehow unlocks, calls down the wrath, or at least attracts the unwelcome attention of a supernatural menace, usually from beyond the grave. You find these things scary? Not really. I mean, like, uh, well, you know, antiques. My my mum used to have uh, these two effigies of frogs shagging. Okay, all right. And, uh, it's never affected me. What sort of curse do you think that would have um uh, would have inhabited that like um various erectile dysfunction related things? Mm-hmm. I, think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can't get it off unless my partner has scales. Um, <laughs> so it's like, that's not really a ghost story, though, is it? <laughs> well, it is if like you know, it, it depends what scares you, you know. And if the ghost of a good sex life is the thing that really haunts you the most, then yeah. Okay, so uh, and that's an interesting direction to take the ghost story, especially since uh, M.R. James himself said that um, sex in ghost stories should be avoided at all costs. Uh, His ghost stories are notable for how um, sexless they are. Um, Sexless. Sexless, Sexless. yeah. Um, He said, uh, there's a quote here that I'm going to call up. Um, Reticence may be an elderly doctrine to preach yet from an artistic point of view I'm sure it is a sound one reticence conduces to effect blatancy ruins it and there is much blatancy in a lot of recent stories they drag in sex too which is a a fatal mistake sex is tiresome enough in the novels in a ghost story or as the backbone of a ghost story I have no patience with it I don't know if that's um... the frogs are probably into it so So that's maybe not the perfect Artifact then for a ghost story. Well, it's. I mean, how in uh, it, it canonic do you consider this this Mr. James to be? Well, are you saying these rules are fixed? I I think that I'm pretty. Like Dorian Gray. 
I'm pretty dogmatic when it comes uh, about these sorts of things when it comes to rules. Uh, I like rules. Um, okay. I think they're there for a reason. Um, and I don't, I mean, come, by all means, if you think that like, sex, well, it's true. <laughs> but by all means, if there's a, if there's a, if you can think of a way to get sex to work in a ghost story and make it scary or sexy. Well, can you have both? Sex? Can you physically have sex with a ghost? So you just penetrate through it. Well, oh, it was, yeah, it was in. And that, does it count as necrophilia? It, it was in that film, Ghost. Yeah, it was. I wish I wrote. Oh yes, I forgot about that. And, and yeah. it was in the film Ghost. <laughs> yeah, that was a while. Which cut? Which cut do you think made the cinema? <laughs> it's also in the film Ghostbusters, yeah. where uh, uh, Dan uh, Aykroyd's character yeah. receives a blowjob from a ghost. Exactly. Uh, we know he's getting a blowjob because, mm. like, um, you see his. Uh, his flies being unzipped and then you see him go cross-eyed which is like how everybody like receives a blowjob you've got to go cross-eyed otherwise it doesn't work right those are the rules of blowjobs um, <laughs> unless you're already cross-eyed in which case your eyes go the other way yes <laughs> that's that's exactly that's the, the sort of uh, therapy they actually like uh, induce in people who have cross-eyes um, are you saying that ghosts do not have sexuality though presumably ghosts are spirits of Previously sentient things, living mm-hmm. things, their sexuality will go past on as well. It's not. You don't get ghosts of porn stars very often, do you? That's. I've never heard of one. I've never heard of a ghost, uh, a haunted porn set. Or and I think I think it's partly because the sort of people who discover those ghosts, they basically just keep that discovery to themselves <laughs> and go and visit that place in a regular way. I don't think that's very scary. The idea of a horny ghost doesn't scare me. It's, oh, I don't know, it's difficult, isn't it? Like, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to be interfered with. I mean, uh, well, how would you know, though? How would you know? If a ghost is right now, a ghost could be humping your head right now, for all we know, and we, we wouldn't be able to see it, unless you were like um, the character in The Sixth Sense. I'm looking at a reflection of your flat screen, and I, I, I can't see anything. But, um, uh, taking that to his logical conclusion, yes. say if somebody's, uh, sorry, this is quite serious, but like, say if somebody's, <laughs> somebody's been, yeah, like, Unconsciously drunk or something, <laughs> kind of thing like yes, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't be aware of any sexual moves on them at that time, right? And so apparently, of course, this is some sort of victimless crime. Apparently, being so you're being assaulted by a ghost. So you're Cause, saying because you're not conscious of it. So who are you going to report it to? The ghost police? <laughs> what? what <laughs> I don't Aykroyd, yeah. I, <laughs> that, by the way, Aykroyd had no problem that ghost like um uh, performing. Like fellatio on him in oh, really? the movie okay. Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I don't know if you're the best no, but person. He was also in that film. Cold we know of. We don't know how many <laughs> takes it took. It's true. It's true. But I think Dan Aykroyd, because of the fact that he has apparently received fellatio from a ghost, yeah. would have to recuse himself from this case of all ghost um, molestation. Like, he's not the person we can go to, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I would. But he's uh, also dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the, I, I think in all the police, like um, ghost crimes, possible. Yeah. Uh, p- Wait, uh, is Dan Aykroyd dead? He isn't. I just like him. I'm sure it, it, it wouldn't matter. Can I'm we? Sure. No. Can we do? Can we have that? Can we keep that in? Because like, I really want to see if that's. It's like Chris Morris doing the whole uh, death of Michael Hesseltine thing in like 1994. Like, let's just try and get kind of War of the Worlds thing going on. Where everyone thinks Dan Aykroyd is dead. So you want to? Uh, you've heard it here first on Faking Lip. Dan Aykroyd is dead. You'd need to remove this part here. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've learned English. <laughs> wow. And this, I've been listening to you saw speaking and I've learned it. It's amazing how the Could fear you... of litigiousness is <laughs> enough to make people change language, isn't it? <laughs> um, well, 
Welcome to the show. Oh, um, thank you very much. What, and what, what uh, is your name actually Ski Bapa? No, it's Mortimer Goff. Mortimer Goff. Ski Bapa means, means how are you all doing? Oh, wow. Okay. In like, what language? In Simlish. Sir? Oh, I see what's happening here. You're from Simland. As I am. Oh. Well, I'm actually from the old country. Okay, okay. I mean, um, okay, very appropriate that you're on today's show, um, Mortimer Goff. Thank you very uh, much. I mean, you, you, I mean, I was going to say you've got a bit of a spooky look about you. I do. I have a moustache and a velvet jacket. Exactly. Uh, you look... Thanks uh, for the compliment. I like you slightly more now. Oh, they... Well, I like from, you too. What do people from the new country wear? And um, how do they sound? Um, well, it, their accent is more like Falada Ski Baba. Ah. Whereas mine, of course, is entirely different to that. So well, you're not yeah, both sides of the border. Yes. I mean, Mortimer, I would love to get some of your thoughts on what we've talked about uh, with Emma. I've been giving them frequently throughout well, yeah, the episode. Like, we, we, did, we didn't catch it the first time. I mean, where do you stand on the whole uh, idea of... Do you, are you scared by the notion of a horny ghost? I'm very... There's been many horny ghosts around my house. Really? Can you yes. see them? Yes. And I go, ah, la, la! Whoa, okay. Can you feel them? Uh, no. Wow. So consent is a horny issue. A wow. horny issue. Wow, okay. What's it like to see a ghost? I mean, I've always been fascinated. Very scary. What did it look like? It looked like a person who was slightly see-through and green. <laughs> checks out, checks out. Hey, here's a question for you. How come whenever we see ghosts, they're wearing clothes? Does it mean that, like, the clothes have ghosts too? Yeah, the clothes die at the same time. <laughs> but, but, like... When you die, okay. all your clothes so my, will become ghosts. Will it be my favourite outfit, or will it be the outfit I was buried in? It'll be all you'll have entire wardrobe. So it'll, it'll be, all die with you. So I'll look like, what, Joey, that episode of Friends, where he's wearing everything that Chandler has. No. <laughs> well, why would you be wearing all of Chandler's clothes? Well, I, I'm just saying that all my wardrobe would be, like, available to me. I yes. Probably, like, as a ghost. You know, probably, like, you know. You'd keep it in your ghost house. So ghosts have houses now. Ghost houses. Okay. Where they actually live. Yes. Okay, all right. I. Th- why would a ghost need a house? Why does? Why do you need a house? Well, because I'm alive and I, I live. I need to live somewhere. The whole point is that, like, you have houses to live somewhere. Ghosts aren't alive; they don't have to live anywhere. So. Maybe they have to die somewhere. I mean, yeah. I sh- I just assume all ghosts went back to their coffins, like the end. Well, of no, because they live in the haunted house, don't they? Yeah. I think a, oh, it always needs to be somewhere poorly lit, right? You can't have right. a ghost on a beach. Right, right, right. No. Yeah. Or on a sunbed. There's no haunted beach houses. Right, okay. Yeah. So this is a good point that you've, you, you brought up, because I think M.R. James brings it up in his rules for ghost stories as well. Setting is always important in a ghost story. Uh, I, I, we mentioned before that he a lot of his uh, ghost stories are set around seaside towns and um, old country villages. So you can have them near the beach, just not on the beach. Mm. Probably, yeah. But then, yeah, the ghost ghost would not travel that far. The trouble is, my book, Ghost in the Shell, was set on the beach. Uh, In a a shell, in a a, a beach. How'd that work out for (laughs) you? It worked out pretty well. It was mainly about a hermit crab. (laughs) So, so wait, this ghost haunted a hermit crab shell. Okay, It's a ghost of a hermit crab. Yeah. And now that hermit crab advertises property, so, you know. So, so when you put your ear to the shell, it's actually a ghost in there. Making wow. gentle seaside sounds. How, how did you feel about the whole, like, whitewashing accusations that Scarlett Johansson faced when she starred in the um, at film adaptation of your story about the hermit crab who was haunted? It's more person washing. <laughs> well... 
very few crabs get to play the crab role. It's yeah, true. Though, yeah, it's yeah. very true. Scarlett Johansson <laughs> being cast as a hermit crab. Mm. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think the, the crab people didn't like it. Who are <laughs> the who are the crab people? Crabs. Uh, they move sideways, like I'm trying to do with this question. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. All right. Did they have an official representative of this, or was it just did the, all of the crabs just retweet the issue, saying like, "Oh, I don't like this." On snipper. Yeah. <laughs> On sniffer. <laughs> How do crabs even operate a touch? Uh, uh, like, <laughs> she makes a like, claw. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. Um, yeah, going back to the the, the setting, um, I, I think one of the uh, points that Mr. James emphasizes is that he likes. I think he he thinks that ghost stories are more terrifying and more effective if the setting is one that is kind of mundane and normal um yes like you can have a haunted mansion or a gothic castle of some sort but what about just a normal little cottage and there doesn't seem to be any threat there because you feel safe i don't think a normal a cottage can really be described as, as normal in in this day and age of rising property prices That's and, and that for me a more mundane sort of place that you might want to set it would be like wh smith's or pret manger So a ghostly encounter in the pret manger would probably be like... Uh... I did work in a haunted WH Smith once. Actually. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, the stock room, everyone was scared of it like, because it was dimly lit and uh, people were, you know, continued. They, they wouldn't go in there by themselves, right? So right. if you were understaffed on the day and someone came in and asked you for an item and there wasn't enough on the shelves... You'd just be stuck. Oh, basically. Wow, okay. they, they wouldn't go and get it. So, did you ever? Uh, did you ever see a ghost in this stock room? No, I. I, um, I was always behind the till. They put oh. they put me behind there because I think they felt like I might give the ghost some really bad ideas. <laughs> what sort of ideas? I don't know. Maybe like building a, a Trojan horse out of Toblerones. Um, you know, because it's it's a waste of resources. Why, can, I mean, can ghosts move Toblerones around? It's, it's true. I, I, Why I mean, would they do such a they thing? They can point to where the, the Toblerone should go optimally mm. so in order to make the... More of a consulting of role. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it's ad- administrative. Um, I, I can see... They're the architect and I'm the... the, the well, they have quite a lot of experience. They're like pyramids as well. Yeah, ghosts like, built the pyramid, yeah. don't they? I could see the, uh, I could see the, uh, the staff of W. Smith like, confronted with the site of a... Uh, Toblerone Trojan horse outside the the store, and they say, "Oh, let's bring this Trojan horse Tobler- made of Toblerone well, into delivery. our store, mm. but it better not have any ghosts inside it." Um, no, uh, just just Terry's chocolate oranges. <laughs> but oh, that, but that's right. It's just got Terry's chocolate oranges inside. Kind of defeats the purpose of having a Trojan horse, though, if you've just got something which has something nice inside it. Well, you know, wood is um, a material. Yes, that's true. And, um, and, and so is skin. So you could basically say that filling of the wooden Trojan horse from mythology is as disappointing as the Terry's chocolate oranges from the Toblerone. Mm. You see, I, 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 from my point of view, a Trojan horse made of Toblerone, which is filled with Terry's chocolate orange, that's not a disappointment. That is a treat within a treat. Yeah, but it's, it's the size that matters. Mm, like, it's, it's nine foot tall. That's fair enough. That's still a treat. That's and still the, a treat. Yeah. And yes, the, but what's the d- issue? I don't see the issue. Other horse fires out with paper clips from his own. Oh, right. That's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have put that in the front. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think uh, yeah. that's... 
Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a weapon. <laughs> because literally it was just a pile of chocolate. Mm. It was literally There's a no chocolate threat. tree. People yeah. thinking, oh, this is Candyland in animal form. And, exactly. Uh, but only all Trojans. No, there's a sting in the tail. <laughs> you try and eat that, you will turn into Mr. Clippy. That's, and again, another sort of like information we could have done with uh, <laughs> at, at the top of it. My good friend, Mr. Clippy. Is he, oh, you know him? Yes. He's, he's dead now, isn't he? He is dead. Like, but he still haunts every time you like you want to bind a couple of bits of paper together. There he is, you know? Yes. Visions of him all over the land. <laughs> Let's go, woo, looks like you're trying to write a letter. <laughs> looks like you're Nobody writes letters together, together <laughs> is it? It looks like you're trying to clean fluff out the bottom of your iPhone. <laughs> Would you like me to extend my arm? You've um, broken me forever. <laughs> so we're not, he's not only dead, we kill his ghost. <laughs> Poor bloody hell, he never gets a break, that guy. Really? That's what obsolescence does to you, though. Um, uh, okay, so <laughs> we would, uh, I would argue then that, like, the, so we've got two... Uh, points for our perfect ghost story so far uh, one of them is the setting uh, very important um, and no sex no sex I think I think we're going to stick with the no sex rule I not even any woohooing no I mean well, it's the, you know the film obviously Scream yes and, um, Scream. you know they talk about the tropes of the horror genre mm-hmm. in that and how if you do have sex you're going to die uh, yeah. so it can be used as a bargaining position for the outcome of a ghost story but uh, you might feel like you're above it. Okay, so yeah, exactly. You're you're too good. You to don't want to be gratified before you get scared, is what I'm saying. That's mm. true. There's That's too true. many emotions for one text. So he'll so it's like combining edging with like um ghost ghosting. Like, uh, yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that. Mild engagement is sort of the main emotion I gravitate towards of a book. And All right. If it goes beyond that, it's it's kind of a bit like. You know, I have to start dog earing pages so I can take a break from it. That's fair enough. That's fair you enough. have to start dogging. Sorry, <laughs> start dogging books. Yeah, <laughs> everything's got a protrusion if you look. For it. Drive up to like a, a, a library, empty yeah. car park. <laughs> with no, like no go to a library and just watch. You know, watch all, all climbing over each other. It's fantastic. Wow. Okay. Ooh. I like it when the references end up in the wrong bit. <laughs> It gets really dewy. <laughs> I, 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 could, I think I'd like to go to one of these like um, little parties uh, at some point, but um, that's beside the point. I think you have to keep it down. That's the one problem. <laughs> that would, yeah, no, I, I can imagine you've got to still obey the rules of the library, which doesn't include having sex in it. Like that's not one of the rules. Depends on the library. It's no. fine as long as you just you know shush about it. You know. No one enjoys it. It's great. Some people, some people, that actually enhances the experience. Being told mm. to shush, like um, in the middle of um, sex. Um, <laughs> not me, not me personally. I'm not. I'm not like that. But like, I know some people who. It's a bit of a yeah. It's a bit of a turn on. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's sort of people who like those those uh, what are those videos they have on like the a not the a a m a g s d or whatever. Oh, A S M R. A S M R. Yeah. Yeah. They're the sort of yeah the sort of person who like watching videos of gas cylinders leaking and stuff like that that's the, that's the only people who enjoy being shushed during sex it just adds an extra kind of like experiential ASMR, yeah. realm it's like yeah I can I, I, that's really like I'm making the hairs in the back of my neck sort of like right do you have any hairs on the back of your neck I've got nothing but hairs on the back of my neck it's all hairs you haven't even got bone on your skin it's all hairs you paint over them with skin colour exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, just, it's just literally my uh, my entire body is just a bag of paint containing hair. That's, yeah, so you're that's not even bald. You just made yourself look. In, in fact, the opposite of bald. Exactly. Throw him off the scent. 
not know that I am a hair man. A hair monster. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so like, let's list off like what we have so far. Setting. Um, we've got setting, we've got no sex. Um, and we've got the uh, antiques. We've got to have an, anti- uh, an artifact. And we also need a protagonist. Now, the protagonist in a lot of M.R. James stories is uh, usually a naive scholar of some sort. Um, That's an oxymoron, isn't it? Uh, do you think all scholars are naive? Uh, well, to be fair, they believe everything they read in the book, so maybe not. <laughs> well, you don't. You, wait, okay, so you don't believe in everything you read in the book? Not everything. Well, it depends on the book, you know. I mean, okay, the Bible. Bible, uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, dictionary though, bloody hell, <laughs> going on there. Yeah, a lot of plot holes in that. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, it's it's basically just a, the kind of equivalent of uh, a fourteen-hour sketch show, isn't yeah, it? A dictionary, yeah. like, there's no attempt to link any other thing apart from like those definitions you have, where it says like um, uh, thrust uh, noun. Um, the art of thrusting and then you move to thrusting it says uh, thrusting well, that's also a noun no that's a verb yeah thrusting a verb like uh, it's an adverb it's doing gerund, more than gerund. one thrust yeah. and it moves back and forth. it's like one of those badly written adventure game books I want this dictionary which refers to thrust and defines it as the art of thrusting yeah I, I, it's, I mean you know okay like, I think everyone's got the hang of thrusting by now but there's definitely words where like, the it's people writing the definition right? but do you think really... in the past we didn't have the hang of thrusting I... in the Victorian era they have, didn't you see, have you seen the way much. some of these ghosts are humping people's heads right now like, <laughs> yeah. obviously they're like dead old people who just didn't know what they're doing the fact they're trying to hump my head makes me realize there's one humping your head right at the moment i I assume that's i I assume that like that's all i'd ever do if i was a ghost is just hump people's heads Mm. you know everyone complains about overpopulation these days so Mm. i'm pretty sure back in the day they hadn't mastered the art of thrusting a good point Mm. so that's kind of sad to me that the idea that a person that becomes a ghost still doesn't become any better at sex once you uh, become a ghost and you just don't learn anything you still hold on to the old outmoded ideas of head humping that you uh, practiced when you were alive some of them are quite good at it so for instance I don't even know the cranberries it's like what's in my head what's in my head zombie zombie Mm. the zombie had humped his way a zombie into a ghost Oh, is that why? That's okay. quite oh, offensive. Oh, okay, fair enough. Kind of offensive. I mean, I, I mean, are you suggesting that the recently de- deceased Dolores O'Riordan is that's what she does now because she <laughs> she has passed sadly. Yeah, um, yeah. I keep getting them mixed up with the carpenters. <laughs> well, the cranberries. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's? I mean, they a lot of time difference between mm. both of those and artists. the charlatans as well actually any band beginning with C <laughs> and is about like eight letters long I just I cannot um, distinguish between each one well, that's, that's mm. a bit of a, that's a bit of a problem Ian I mean like um, not really I don't really like uh, Britpop or 60s folk or whatever the cranberries do so. so you stay away from all bands like um, like who have beginning with C and then have eight letters Charlie XCX no I don't stay I don't stay away from them and also there's a gap very handy gap between Charlie and XCX. No, mm. which I'm um, really, and also she's not a the, she's not the Charlie XCX. Mm. So play. she's done everything she can to ensure that I enjoy her music, and she still hasn't managed it. <laughs> so yeah, okay, that's uh, that, that's the cure. That's mm. not the that's all that letters. letters. Come, on. Come on, and they're great. The cure are great. Um, the Carters. Are you looking at like, <laughs> music? 
<laughs> from your your, your dictionary, your Shimland <laughs> Oracle. Now. That's my favourite song. <laughs> so okay, you going back to your point about scholars being naive and believing they read in a book. I I don't know. I I don't know if all scholars are naive, but I think they're the the type of scholar pro- protagonist that is an M.R. James uh, ghost story. Um, is definitely the type of uh, character who has a sort of like, oh, wow, isn't this wonderful? Look at this thing I found, this old artifact, mm. and is fascinated by it, um, and gradually finds out that it holds a terrible secret. And and possibly, mo- most importantly, they're rational. They're rational. Um, they don't really believe in ghosts. Well, it's always people who... Um, uh are into that sort of thing who mm. end up looking into it is mm. it it's very rarely someone who feels inconvenienced and is like oh I'm going to have to deal with this it's always someone whose normal kind of hobby or line of work actually tends to be just looking into ghosts right 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 and hauntings so it's a self-fulfilling sort of prophecy and I always feel like that's less I'd like to see an ice cream van driver kind of dealing with a ghost situation you know or a yoga teacher or something that's an interesting like an angle on the ghost story an ice cream man who has to deal with the ghost yeah so it's haunting all his 99s <laughs> he pulls the lever and only a ghost comes out <laughs> and he doesn't tell the difference <laughs> serves a ghost to a small child yeah, the child's just looking at an empty cone thinking can you rip me off, mate? <laughs> I, 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 I think it has to be organic, though, right? I mean, the whole point, nobody... Organic ice cream. Well, yeah. well, that hopefully as well. But the idea that the ghost um, elements, the, the ghostly elements of the story have to occur organically. You can't just have a story. So once upon a time, there was an ice cream man. Ice cream here. Get your ice cream. Ah, ghost. You can't do that. They don't say... They, they, there is a reason, right? They've got those kind of, like, ice cream van bells that they drive around with right. playing public domain songs on right. that no one's enjoyed in the like, like 200 years. And it's because it saves them from having to shout ice cream at the top of their voice. <laughs> sorry, I thought that that's I thought that was to ward off ghosts or it, it would attract ghosts because it's like old music. No, that's exactly their kind of music. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, exactly. Maybe that's how the ghosts end up haunting the ice cream van because they say... Have you heard this banging tune that's just being played out of the ice cream? Like, uh, it's their favourite song of a It's their favourite song, exactly. Yeah, good good loophole, actually, if you want to get around that copyright laws, right? Um, but, you know, uh, uh, you don't want to play the old songs. Mm-hmm. Um, play some music on your ice cream van that is from a hundred years in the future. Mm. <laughs> right, because it hasn't been composed mm. yet, so no one knows who wrote How it. How do you get the music? Uh, just, I mean, I haven't got that far mm. on me, uh, figuring that out yet. But, I mean, we, you know, we've all got imaginations. We can probably guess what they're listening to in our well, years' you could time. also play um, Wu-Tang Clan, anything with Ghostface Killer, because... Ghost, like, yeah, Ghostface Killer? No, they don't, they don't like it. Oh, okay. it, it kills their faces. It kills their faces, doesn't it? So, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, and when, normally when people write Ghostface Killer, they write Ghostface in one word. But it oh. should be Ghost. Space wow. face. Ghost face, face killer. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I thought that... I've, I've been thinking Ghost about... Ghost face, face, face killer. I've been thinking about him so long, uh, so wrong, because I, I, I used to think Ghost face yeah. killer was a killer yeah. who wore a ghost face mask, but actually he's a killer oh. of the faces of ghosts. Yeah, so like old dirty bastard who died, he, he stabbed his face. He was a ghost uh, yeah. before he died. <laughs> MF Doom's still alive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, th- therefore he would be safe from Allegedly. Mr. Killer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He never he never goes to his concert, does he? No. So he sends um, along a, a, a ghost. That's me. I, I go to... 
I go to all of MF Doom's concerts. Everyone thought Ghost Doom was a collaboration. It wasn't. It was just a, a point of reference. Um, okay, so what? So let's think it outside the box. Then I'm liking the idea of what, again. Yeah, what, yeah, no, no. Like this is this is good. Um, this is good. Um, the, the the protagonist is a scholar, a naive scholar. Um, I'm I'm liking this idea of an ice cream man possibly being our protagonist. What are the most terrifying um, ghost story ever written? He um, could be a scholar as well. A scholar of ice cream. PhD in ice cream. Well, that's mm. possible. They'll give they'll, they'll give you pretty huge dairy. Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. Okay, all right. We'll we'll, we'll put a pin in that. Someone once tried. Someone once told me that apparently some uh, someone did a PhD where they basically wrote an eighty thousand word academic thesis comparing uh, Plato and Plato, and <laughs> apparently passed with absolute distinction. What, what what was the comparison they made? I didn't tell me. One's a man and one is a substance. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> yeah, but I want to meet that person and uh, <laughs> see what other bullshit. <laughs> well, the words that sound like other words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was it Tim Vine? Yeah, can you have you thought of a career Because <laughs> that's all comedy is, essentially. You just get up on stage and say, this, sound, this word sounds like this word. Oh, genius. Genius. Discuss the comparison between four candles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's, let's, make it, let's make our protagonist an ice cream man. What is his name? Oh, let's call him... Char. Mr. Clippy. Let's call him Mr. Clippy. Yeah. Mr. Clippy, ice cream. <laughs> is it MR Clippy or... MR Clippy. No, no, no. Mr. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Clippy, he drives a Mr. Whippy. Right, and um, one of these days, he's he's inherited a an old ice cream van from his uh, father. He's recently passed. Um, passed I, his ice cream van. No, 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 no. Passed away. Passed away. Okay, but like that's not scary if he just passes ice cream t- test. See, this is a problem. Well, you're not thinking scary enough, right? Okay. Pass a test, not scary. Passed away, scary, right? Get. Do, do you see what I'm trying to say? If the test was to die. <laughs> and you passed is that a test <laughs> what yeah. test is that oh. mean, kamikaze bomber that's the test they have to pass <laughs> I, I'd like to see the graduation ceremony for this uh, test by the way there's a, a bunch of corpses he wants to see a lot of people <laughs> yeah, a, a bunch of corpses wearing waterboards <laughs> essentially that's what I want to see um, who was it who said that like uh, um, horror is when you go into your house and everything has been replaced with an exact replica oh who was that it was my wife, Bella Goff. <laughs> oh, well, she, she nailed that one. But, uh, yeah, very good. Yeah. I'm just thinking mm. about that, like this test. Mm-hmm. What if it had been replaced with an exact replica of that test? Okay. And you felt like, I know all the answers here, but this is wrong. That is pretty That's unnerving. Quite psychologically daunting. What it? is it a test for, though, to die? Your test is how well you know famous quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so it's like a, it's a buzz, it's, it's, a, it's an internet quiz. <laughs> so which Game of Thrones character are you? Uh, I can tempt everything but resistance. So From Wild this, Oscar. This Game of Thrones character says I'm Arya, but I don't think it's quite the test that I, I'm supposed to take. I don't know, there's something a bit off about this. Uh, that's kind of, that is kind of creepy. Mm. That is kind of creepy. Um, 
All right, I like this. I like this. It's that uncanny valley sort of thing. It's like that that psychological. It's like that moment when like a word that you've said for like thirty two years without questioning it at all, and then all of a sudden, mm. like you go to say that word, and you think, is that the right word? Jamais vu, I think, isn't it? Jamais vu. Yeah. Um, I used to say falabada. Completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was um, what, what? How are you supposed to say it? I say you're supposed to say falada, and you used to say falada. Oh, okay. falafel wrap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that that's embarrassing. That's and a lot of people like me slightly less oh, all the time. That's a shame. That's a real shame. Um, okay, I, I I think we've got some good stuff here. We've got some good stuff here for the setting. Uh, Ice cream man, Mister Clippy. He um, he's got this. He's he's re- inherited this. Uh, ice cream truck from his dad who recently passed the test that wasn't quite the, it, it was not the test he was going for it was an exact replica of the test he was going for and the test was which Game of Thrones character were you <laughs> yeah uh, and, and having become Arya he won an ice cream van well no he um, well yeah and then he gave it to his son Mr. Clippy so that's the that's the beginning of this ghost story you so can far. add a death in there like uh, because I, I I went to um, the university, which had a very kind of old stately hall in it, mm-hmm. which they used to use for exams, and they stopped using it as an exam hall because the paintings on the wall of the hall were driving people insane Ooh. to the point where one person actually just did the whole kind of pencils up the nostrils, headbutt the table thing. Well, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. Because, like, when you head back the table, you hit it with your forehead, not with your nose. Yeah, you know, pointless thing to do. <laughs> so I'm always, you know, I'm always intrigued by that as a method of suicide rap, because I always think that would those pencils would not... Like, if I did it, they'd just fall out of yeah. my nose. And you end up with a bruised forehead as it's well. because you have two big nostrils. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Small. Didn't want to get nostril shamed on this podcast, but there it is. Okay, I, I I want I want to get an idea of how this um this introduction would play out. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, take, take them out of your nostrils. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was about to kill myself. <laughs> like, I, I changed my mind at the last minute. Um, I'd like to see a film where it just started with something like. <laughs> Maybe you start a bit like that. Sorry, I was just choking <laughs> on my own ideas. It'd be um, the new Call Me Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the, how would you spell that? Call Me Ishmael. What? I don't know. It's Ishmael, but it's it's sped up really fast. <laughs> I think I just that do sounds it like a snare sound. I just do it like um you know exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark. That's the best way to do it. I think. Um, all right. So let me let me let me picture the scene. Uh, Haran, you are Mr. Clippy, and uh, Mortimer, you'll be Mr. Clippy's dad. And okay. you have just passed this test um, that has told you that you are Arya Stark, but there's obviously you are not sure about it because it's a it's a replica of the test. But okay. you've got a, you've won an ice cream van, which you're now going to pass one to your son. And let me see this, the creepiness factor in this scene, okay? And yeah, uh, any sort of like fully work. Um, yes, yeah, you know, so I've got um, I've got a tune. Oh, don't don't don't, don't spoil it for us. Don't spoil uh, it for okay. us. Like, okay. React to the scene. Okay. Action! Yo yo yo, Dad, what's up? I've just passed the test that says I'm Arya Stark. Here is an ice cream fan. Uh, My son. That's dope, Dad. That's dope. But there was something not quite right about this test. Oh, no. For real? Yes. For real. What? what what's wrong, my, my ice cream fan? Dear. 
I'm sorry I've raised the boy who can't speak. Uh, the, the wrong thing about the test, I can't quite put my finger on it. Why, why can't you put your finger on it? it Is was, it because you're dead? It was too hot. The test had been heated in the oven. So you're like a cat on a hot tin roof of a ice cream fair. No, not at all. In no way was I like that. Anyway, off you go. A scene, and scene. Wow, really getting a lot of uh, action from the um, subway car sound effects there. It was kind of like uh, it started playing itself after a while. That was the most scary thing about it. Yeah, um, I, was I was punching it to stop it. That's yeah. what those, those tapping noises were. Apparently, um, Mr. Clippy and his dad were having a conversation whilst furniture was collapsing all around them and they refused to acknowledge it. Um, which adds to the creepiness for me. That absolutely adds to the creepiness. That's usually how those, those, those construction workers die, though, isn't that's it? That's true. That's mm. true. All right, so that's that's our uh, creepy inciting incident. Uh, Mr. Clippy has inherited this, uh, uh, this ice cream van from his father. His father has expressed his disappointment in his son because... He speaks in a sort of like a urban patois, um, which is an interesting choice, Harren. Why, tell me, explain to me your, your reasoning behind uh, Mr. Clippy's voice there. Um, yeah, I, I just thought like, yeah, everybody hates their dad. I think it's not, that's, that's still, that's the... That's but his right. dad gave him an ice cream yeah. truck. And also, yeah. also, everybody who hates their dad speaks in an urban <laughs> patois for some reason. Yeah, um, Kurt Cobain, spoke like that. <laughs> you spoke like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, 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 it's me, Kurt Cobain. I hate my dad. (laughs) For real. Isn't that the lyrics to Lithium? Yeah, I think it is. So, never mind, open brackets. Yo, 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 I hate my dad. For real. Close brackets. Um, Yeah, I thought, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, this kind of Mr. James, it's it's all very kind of... You know, like antiquarian English, like Oxbridge, all that kind of stuff. I think you need to... Diversify it a bit okay. more for modern times. Yeah, okay. we've got Ice Cream Man, as Ian said. Right, right. got to remember that all the things that we've made in the world now, you know, all the kind of like uh, melted clocks and Kanye West style sunglasses, with, mm. which you can't see through, and mm. that, those mm. are all going to be antiques in 150 mm. years' time. That's very true. Um, so, like, everything, yeah, it's all just, tr- we're all just trash waiting to be, effectively, is yeah. what he's saying. Um, I, I, I could be down with that. I'm definitely down with that. Um, I, I think like um, it, there's something almost weirdly, I don't know, comforting about ghost stories to me though. Um, the idea that like if you see a ghost, uh, it's almost like you'll be it's being confirmed that there is something after you die, right? That's kind of comforting. I mean, is that less or more terrifying than nothing after you die? Uh, I'm, I'm fine with nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I get tired out enough as it is, just mm. just like, like walking around and you know shouting at pigeons and stuff. Like, what about every, and what does everybody else think? Do you like the idea of like uh, being a ghost and humping somebody's head that they can't see you after you're dead, or would you rather there be nothing? I feel like it would just be like a BBC series, you know. Like, if you, you, you feel like you like the idea of being a ghost, but then when you realise how little editorial control you have over the the final thing, yeah. You're yeah. just kind of like, this wasn't what I wanted out of this at all. And I've got to do it forever. Oh, wow. I'm tied wow. into an I mean, infinite contract. 
I didn't think about it that way at all. I, I kind of assumed that like I'm being a ghost would be like when you uh, play a video game online, you die, and then you can sort of float around and watch Dragon it. Dragon Counter-Strike Source. Yes, exactly. Wow, good knowledge, good knowledge. It's what I play on my computer. Wow. I mean, that's how I, I, I pictured it anyway, like after you die. Uh, you die and then you just float around. You can go wherever you want and just float around the sky. Um, but like you said, you can't do like isn't it? You know, yeah. and there's, there's other ghosts as well. You know, everyone's got their kind of territory marked out and that like you, know, you, you can't have like two million ghosts all in the same house that's very true yeah that's i mean i know true. there's more than two million but like it's, you know, you've got one per patch <laughs> well I, I mean okay so you think that the afterlife is probably going to be as cliquey and as crowded as the actual living world is yeah Maybe that's something we can represent in the actual story we're writing as well. Like, um, why have one ghost? Why not have loads of ghosts in a ghost story? Loads? Yeah. Mm. So many, so many yeah, ghosts. Yeah, loads, as I call them. All right, let me, let, let, let me, let oh, me, um... <laughs> Hang on, did I steal your dialect? <laughs> Very offensive. Well, I think more people, <laughs> more people should learn Simlish. Well, it's the, the language of the land. So that was shameless cultural appropriation on my part. I don't know is what the uh, if there's any sort of like to be gained to by learning. Simlish. It's a wonderful language. Mm. There's only about five words in it. Okay, Eng English is a very kind of like um, colonizing language. I remember, mm -hmm. like, you know, why bother coming up with our own word when the French have got a neat one for what we yes. need, you know? All right, then. Um, that, but it means, it means that those particular languages don't have those words anymore, which is so when George Bush said the problem with French is there's no, they have no word for entrepreneur, he actually was putting his finger on quite a salient point that no one picked up on because they mm. thought you're the man who chunked on the pretzel. <laughs> That's very mm, true. Who hasn't, though? Okay. I'm That's how I'm going to die. I choked on my own saliva once. I've, I've I don't even need solids. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done that too many times as well. Have you? Yeah, too many times. Come up here, come yeah. on. Yeah. So finally, someone relates with me. Yeah, that's, that's what I made that noise from, from earlier. <laughs> that was me choking my own saliva. Um, <laughs> I thought you were changing the film in the camera. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, all right. I, I, I think maybe... I think Mortar might be something on it. Uh, Simlish is a language that should possibly get more like airplay uh, it's kind of a creepy language as well right? exactly. have you say goodbye again in Zuzu that's pretty fucking scary that's pretty fucking scary I'll tell you what right that scene that you were doing before with uh, uh, Mr. Clippy and his dad right do it again but this time in Simlish like uh, right? I, I want to see how scary it is okay yeah I remember like, alright uh, Game of Thrones giving the thing uh, ready and action Yo, Scene. Well, there's only there's only two words for that. Podcast gold. Podcast gold. Uh, I, I, that was definitely creep. That was definitely creepy. That was definitely very creepy. A bit of that sort of like a creeping dread that Mr. James sometimes 
um, aims for. As the scene goes on, I realize more and more I didn't know what was going on, really. And I felt like the, the, the confusion kind of freaked me out. You talk about the, like, uh, the, the horror of everything that you know and own suddenly being replaced with an exact replica. That was that feeling encapsulated in that scene right there. <laughs> so, I, so I, it's exactly why I, I think, felt. I think that's good. No, I, I don't even think we need a second take. I don't. I don't think so either. I think. I, but we do need the ghost. But we could, yeah. We do need a ghost, right? What's? I, let's let's think about like what we want our ghost. When you think of ghosts, you think of a like you said a person who's not all there, kind of see through. Well, who were Mister James's ghosts? Mr. James had a few ghosts. Uh, this is an excerpt from Canon Alberic's scrapbook. He had taken the crucifix off and laid it on the table when his attention was caught by an object lying on the red cloth just by his left elbow. Two or three ideas of what it might be flitted through his brain with their own incalculable quickness. A pen wiper? No, no such thing in the house. A rat? No, too black. A large spider? I trust to goodness not. No. Good God! A hand like the hand in that picture! In that infinitesimal flash, he had taken it in. Pale, dusky skin covering nothing but bones and tendons of appalling strength. Coarse black hairs, longer than ever grew on a human hand. Nails rising from the ends of the fingers and curving sharply down and forward. Grey, horny, and wrinkled. So that's the description. Horny? Horny. Yeah. So he was interesting. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I have a couple of issues here. Well, okay. Number one. Yes. What is a pen wiper? It's something to wipe pens. Obviously. And how does it look like a spider or a rat? It's like a big furry thing, obviously. Obviously. Mm. Like, that's, that's, that's a good question. He doesn't have one in the house, though. Exactly. He knows for sure. In fact, he said no such thing in the house. He basically made something up. That's what he said. He made something up. Is it a, a dogman cat? No such thing. <laughs> exactly. No such thing. Is it a... Flabba-dibba-dooby-dup? No such How dare else. you? I like you slightly oh, less whoa, 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 what was that? What did I no, say? That was from uh, Sesame Street. <laughs> I, if, if I caused offence, I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. said that my wife, Bella, who was abducted by aliens and has not yet returned, was a whore. Wow. <laughs> was? She was abducted by... Was, well, she might not be an alien whore. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's what was the turning point? I've no idea. She was abducted by aliens, and she may not yet. She has not yet returned. Okay. Oh, wow. That's that's sad. And stuff. he said that she was a whore. Wow. You still, still got an arrow until dinner time. So I did not mean to do that. I did not mean to uh, refer to your like uh, your 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 good lady wife uh, in such a manner. Um, I'm just really sorry. I, that's really intense of me. I, I'm, right. I, I I didn't mean to. I didn't realise that was an actual phrase. Um, I was trying to uh, say some made-up words to uh, Are further... Are you saying my words are made up? I like you slightly even less. No, I'm not saying that your words are made up. I was trying to make up some words. I can't help it if I, they happen to sound like your language. Or, well, all right. You know? All words are made up, aren't they? Yes. There you go. There Let's you hug go. 19 times. Let's do that. Let's do that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. Oh, I like you a lot more now. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> What's, um... <laughs> Podcast gold again. <laughs> Podcast gold all the time. There is, uh, no, uh, not all words are made up. Which words aren't made up? Oh. Mm, it's not made up word. It's not made up because that's the shape of the earth. 
So <laughs> physically, it has always existed. So <laughs> is that like so words? Well, to be honest, the shape of the word. That's, you I don't have to be honest. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think of like whether the the uh, the shape of the word itself. I guess O is influenced by the way that the the way our mouths move. Is it O or is it ooh? Because like you got nine planets or eight planets in a row. <laughs> so that's a word as well, isn't it? I'm that's not sure word. anyone ever had quite that much of a runner. <laughs> <laughs> I think we we got to get back on track, and I think I, we, are we any closer to seeing what, who our ghost is? Actually, no, I, I I really don't envy the people who do those atlases. Uh, you know those, the ones who have to wait for all nine planets to align in a row so they can take that photo. <laughs> yeah, like Jesus a, Christ, that is such planning. That's a uh, they have to use Hubble, I guess. Um, but um, okay, no, because so, Hubble is on Earth. I thought Hubble was no Hubble's in, in around Earth. Yeah, yeah, it can go. It can go other places. Why not? <laughs> They'd have to put Hubble on a selfie stick. That's true. <laughs> very oh, I'd like to see that. <laughs> One of those poles that has a restaurant on the top. Just take the restaurant off, pull the pole out. We'll get Dalcine from Street Fighter 2 with an iPhone. <laughs> do, 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 do those revolving restaurants actually exist? No, no, I don't no. think so. Okay. Ironically, that's also the uh, uh, technique used for your mum to take a selfie. Ah, hey. ah, she gets Dalcine to hold Hubble on the selfie stick. I've heard that Harren's mum is going out of Dalcine. Why? Because he's brown. I'm brown. I'm no, no, great. because that's, yeah, that's why she gets <laughs> selfies taken of her. She's obviously going to go out the guy who can actually get selfies taken of her. She can't work a camera. Yeah, that was reason number 72 in the list we had conjured up. <laughs> Maybe that's who should be the ghost of uh, our story. The ghost of Dalsim. 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 He should be like, um, he could be Harris there. He, he, he's so. Hindu, though. He believes in reincarnation, so... Well, it doesn't matter what he believes. Exactly. <laughs> like, what, what, what better way than for an angry Buddhist ghost who discovered that their their entire belief system was bullshit, and now he's haunting like white people, like um, uh, like the ice cream people. Yeah. No mention that they were white. <laughs> well, I'm assuming they are. Most of the people in M.R. James's stories are white. Well, what color are you, um, Jeff? I'm Joff. Mortimer. Mortimer. Oh, this is really bad. I like you a bit less. That's 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 really bad. Like, Your surname is. Goff. Do you want Goff. to do a sample of that catchphrase? So you don't need to do it anymore. I'll be all right. Every time someone says something, <laughs> I think also I think that's it's it's clear like um his heritage like Mortimer's heritage is so plain to see. You're Italian, aren't you? Of Italian descent. Exactly. Exactly. Name like Mortimer. I, I certainly mean, hear the descent. Mm, and the ascent. Mm. Okay, I think we've got it's an idea. Ascent. We've got a good idea now. I want to. I want to see the the moment in which Mister Clippy is confronted with the uh, horrific apparition of Dalsim. Um, Dalsim. Uh, Dalsim. Ah, yeah, I know him. Um, it's, it's, I, I think Ian should play uh, <laughs> Mister Clippy. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. Okay. Well, you got Martin. Uh, okay, so what's happening, Mister Clippy? Mister Clippy is confronted with the ghost of Dalsim, and I think Dalsim should be played by Mortimer. Mortimer, you play Dalsim, and uh, action! Oh Jesus! Oh! Oh Christ! What, 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 why have you got your arms folded? 
Ooh. He's shrugging with them now. I didn't. That's that's not possible. Cut, 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 cut. I, Mortimer, you're not working out Dulcie at all. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Recast but he's a, he's a ghost. <laughs> I'm gonna recast you. That's not working for me. That's not working for me. I, I need a different direction. Um, uh, Haran, you oh, play Dulcie. Okay. What? Well, I can Dulcie. see the direction you're going in. <laughs> What's, what are you saying? What's the direction I'm going in? Towards a better actor. Okay, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> for the past. Cool. cool. Yoga That's flame. Cool. <laughs> and action. Ooh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why are you why have you got your elbows on the table? This <laughs> an arms man can't be made of rubber. Harry's mum is so attractive. <laughs> what? Aaron's mum is I, so I never, I never said anything about her. I always thought she was a six out of best. <laughs> the Hubble telescope is attached to my hand. Okay, yeah, you're um, the flame. I want, I want you to put that Hubble telescope back where it belongs. Aaron's mum's ass. <laughs> if it's big enough, I don't care. Just want to not see it anymore. And that's one place I know I'll never see it. Um, th- there's no such thing as karma, and <laughs> when you die, you don't get reincarnated. No. No. How can that be? I-, I really wanted to upgrade to a kebab van after this life. You're telling me I'm, I'm going to be stuck with fab lollies and, and Chun Li. Winner Taco forever? <laughs> Winner Attacker's been dead for 15 years! But I kept some! Uh, and and the, the music here is really bad. It's all Hadouken. Hadouken. <laughs> 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 the far side. <laughs> show me this music. Show me this music. You must be able to show me this music. Sure you can. Sure you can. Sure you can. <laughs> hey, cut, cut. Scene, scene, scene. Um, and scene. Um, well, you know that 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 I didn't realise. Uh, Dalsim from Street Fighter Two's catchphrase was Aaron's mum is really attractive. Uh, interesting interpretation of the character. There. That's what everyone in a relationship says all the time That's about true. their partner. Yeah, no, I mean, we've all seen The Exorcist. She has some filthy things to say about people. It's very true, very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ian, interesting um, character choice. You uh, suddenly, like, uh, Mr. Clippy's a very well-spoken, like, um, uh, person. Um, yeah, well they, well, they all were then, weren't they? <laughs> so the, everyone who wasn't was kind of like swept under a carpet and stomped on. Oh, that's, I never even thought about it that way. Psychologically, like, if not physically. I like the suggestion in your portrayal that like um, the experience of seeing a ghost scared uh, Mr. Clippy so much that he lost his urban patois uh, yeah. uh, immediately. Um, uh, it's, at- it's great. It's like that moment in um, uh, Unforgiven. Where mm. Richard Harris loses his accent for a bit. That's very true. Though. Like, um, yeah. the, the, Just because he's been beaten up. <laughs> the duck of death. The duck of death, yes. I know you've got some real twang in you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what he should have done in My Fair Lady. She just got him. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, hang on. I mean, there was that scene when she was practically getting electroshock treatment. <laughs> she was. No, that's very true. That's very true. I was just like, the first time I saw that film, this is sick. <laughs> it's, no, it's bad. I, I, I love it. It's like, I had Professor Henry Higgins. I'm a, I'm a professor of linguistics. My secret is I just beat the shit out of people. <laughs> That's 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 my secret though. I've, I've, I've just beat them, beat they, them senseless. They never tried it on Dick Van Dyke though, did they? <laughs> they didn't. No, they didn't. Oh, what well, they off screen they did. I think I, I, I it didn't <laughs> work. Now listen to that. <laughs> okay, I, I, look, this has been this has been the very rewarding chat today. I, I think we. What's the reward? The reward. Are you a, an antiqu- antiquarian? No, I'm not an antiquarian. I've just been basically. I'm going to have a very sleepless night just thinking about all the scariness and spookiness we've created today. That's so, uh, sorry, you're, you're, uh, my, my voice has changed again. Yeah. <laughs> so the story that you're scared of is a man gets given. I think that would have been self-evident. <laughs> The score that you're so scared of is that um, an ice cream man is given a truck and then meets a ghost. That's oh, the come on. Look, total of the That's st- such a reductive way yeah. to actually describe the story. The story of our, uh, and I'm going to call it the ice cream man. The story of the ice cream man is thus. Mr. Clippy is an ice cream man who inherits an ice cream van from his father uh, who has just taken a quiz and being told that he is Arya Stark uh, on the Game of Thrones. And the character. quiz was too warm. The quiz was too warm, and also it was an exact replica of the quiz that he thought he'd taken. Mm. After he, he takes the ice cream van on the road, he, the ghost of Darcine from Street Fighter 2 appears in front of him and tells him that Aaron's mum is very attractive <laughs> and that he has the Hubble telescope attached to his hand and that... Life is like his entire way of uh, his entire belief system was wrong, and he's a ghost now. And then the story ends. And then, yeah, the story ends just as they're about to listen to the far side. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying. I'm I'm left thinking like, did they ever listen to this far side? And which song did they listen to? I'm assuming plenty more fish in the sea. Um, but like, I I, I don't what the streets? Dry your eyes, mate. We could listen to that. That's pretty Dry scary. What so, do you think is the scariest song? By who? By the Streets. Oh, definitely, it's too late. <laughs> by any artist. By any artist. A scary song. Scary ever. song. I think it's whatever plays on the dance channel. Mm. Why is that scary? Mm. It's just the scariest of the five channels that I have available to me. Is it all the kind of like the rave stabs there? The- Oh, that's my favourite song. <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> anything by LTJ Book. Ah. Yeah. Or the books. I always wonder how it's pronounced. Yeah, that's how you say it. That's how you say it. Yeah. Uh, um, like you're going over a, a, a speed bump. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I said, did you ever hear that song, uh, Sanctified, with Big Sean? No. He, he sings that like he's, he's driving over speed bumps. All I want's a hundred million dollars and a bad bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, I... I, I'm very pleased with this, um, uh, with our story, the, uh, the, the, the ice cream man. I, I will try to get a draft written up and I'll submit it to, um, uh, ghoststories.com, um, where all the best ghost stories go. Uh, oh, we should have a tagline, shouldn't we? I mm. think. And I think I found it from, uh, the great M.R. James himself on page 237 of this book. So we got through somehow. I think that's a that that that's a great tagline for the, the ice cream man. I'm not sure where it refers to. Probably the moment which Mr. Clippy's father completes the Game of Thrones quiz. Uh, 
go through it somehow. Uh, okay. Um, well, I, thank you so much for joining me on today's show. Uh, just one last thing. I just want to ask if anybody has anything they'd like to plug on this show. If, if, if someone once bought one of my props for £20, it was a picture of two smiley faces with one smile between them. So um, if you do come to my shows, uh, you can buy them, but I would ask that you at least give me a pen so that I can redraw them. <laughs> Sorry, you're very poorly established. Is that a plug? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's promoting something. I'm <laughs> just <laughs> not sure what it's promoting. I, you know, I'm not either. And I, I, I'm, I tell you what, I'm not. The sort of people who listen to this podcast, actually, uh, I think they they wouldn't know, and they wouldn't care to find out. So I'm just going to leave that little bit of mystery. Didn't you work in a WH Smith stockroom? Yeah, you don't have any pens. Uh, well, that was then. Oh, okay. and, you oh, know, okay. uh, pens are fine. Oh, it's like those clothes you were talking about that you end up in the afterlife. They're all dead clothes. <laughs> I'm really worried. I, I tore a, a T-shirt in half when I was 13 years old because I was getting really annoyed at losing Virtua oh. Fighter 2 on the same Saturn. <laughs> oh, a great and, game. And I'm worried I'm going to see that shirt in the afterlife and be like, I'm so sorry. What was on the shirt? I can't remember now. Like, I, do you know, because my mum always bought my clothes oh. for me. She still kind of does. So. <laughs> there's going to be a real reckoning for Hulk Hogan when he goes to heaven and finds <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and and the normal Hulk. I want a normal <laughs> Hulk as well. Yeah, the normal Hulk. I want to say, yeah, and it'd be, I'm, I'm the one that you tore just before you did the leg drop on the, on the rock <laughs> at WrestleMania. <laughs> Hulk be, Classic and Hulk Hogan. It'd be, yeah, it's exactly Hulk Classic, Hulk Hogan. I'm the NWO shirt. Oh, that was a phase you shouldn't have <laughs> Well, when you was Hollywood Hogan. I actually never did tear a shirt during that phase. No, he didn't. You I just think. tore up television. <laughs> tore up contracts but um <laughs> that's um no uh, okay well that's ian's pr- plug for his um uh no no to editor uh, cut that plug <laughs> <laughs> um uh, if that's okay if that's the case um i just want to say thank you so much to our guests for being here ian mortimer and haran always a pleasure uh if you've been affected by any of the sh- uh, uh or any of the topics on this show when you write to us at faking podcast at gmail.com we always love hearing from you and when you get the word out about our podcast uh, which is about stuff and books just tell them that it's your favorite podcast in which you get to hear characters beloved characters from street fighter 2 haunting um ice cream <laughs> men um that's what this show is about that's what we do best uh but until next time keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries and have a very spooky halloween bye bye i love you zuzu <laughs>